so life's a bit. Hi, I'm not Tay. I'm Tay's mom. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tay, and if you haven't noticed, she's five strong bows down and now <laughs> sipping my prosecco. This is why you shouldn't record your intro. Is my prosecco nice? She doesn't even like prosecco. No. I'm Tay. You're listening to So Life's a Bitch, the No Filter podcast where I attempt to break the taboo against raw, sensitive, and sometimes painful topics through both honest storytelling and exciting guest interviews, much like this one. Am I right? Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm not right, but I'm not wrong. With any luck, we'll make you laugh along the way. So please always check the podcast description for relevant trigger warnings. Warning. Warning. So life's a bitch. Hi, Mama. Hello. Hello. Everyone does this, literally. I'm like, hi, you're right. Everyone's like, oh my God, what is she? Oh, am I boring you? She's, no. check- she's checking the time already. No, sorry. I just think I should take my watch off. <laughs> Why? Is it going to ping? No, it's just telling me what's going on in Russia. Oh, no, that, that's not the vibe for right now. No. We're here to swear lots. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say something bad then. No. <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> no politics <laughs> no. <laughs> i don't think i've ever um actually put a rule in place for this podcast but i think no politics is gonna be a rule i just don't know how to speak about politics without like getting all stressy and yeah no i think the only yeah i think the only unwritten rule so far that the podcast seems to kind of like abide by is the c-bomb has never been dropped and i feel like that may change today why? What are you going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> My mother loves the sea bomb. So, Mama, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Ugh. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. The mums and the nannies and the mums in heaven and those who are mother figures and role models in people's mm-hmm. lives. You're all fucking incredible who run the world. Girls. Thank you. <laughs> Bavarian sink. I think said boys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who runs the world? Boys. Boys. Well, no. well, yeah. We're trying to stop them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make it stop. For the government and for Boris. Hey. You said no politics. It's the, it's a Stormzy song. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Anyway. So on this very special Mother's Day episode, we're going to be taking a walk down memory lane. Oh, wow. It's going to take a while. (laughs) Should we jog? (laughs) You. (laughs) Me jog. Fuck off. You first. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you ever see me running. Something's got to be on fire. You should be afraid for your life. Mm. If you ever see me running, that is because there is someone else running behind me with a knife. And to be fair, even then, I'd probably go, you know what? This ain't worth it. Take me as I am. Yeah, I've had my last meal. If I'd had my last meal. I'd run towards my last meal, the destination of, maybe. Nando's? No. Nando's me. (laughs) Nando's is all right. I'm going to get in trouble for this. Nando's is all right. It's nice. We love a bit of... obsessed with the mashed potato for years. No, forever with the mashed potato, but that's just mashed potato in general. (laughs) Like mashed potato. Mashed potato is like my family. <laughs> wow. So we're jogging down memory lane. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start right at the beginning of our story. Because I was debating whether or not to start at the beginning of your story, but we just don't have time. <laughs> Rude. Jake, so we're not going to pretend like you're old. I'm old enough. You're, what, to be my mother? <laughs> yeah, I hope Old so. enough to be your mother. Mm. You are. But we're going to start at the beginning of our story. Okay. So, let's talk about when I used to rent out your uterus. Mm, you used to lay me for <laughs> You'll be waiting. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. I pay rent now, mm-hmm. 24 years later. Mm-hmm. And for that... I think you should be grateful. Oh, well, this nice new top. It's like, it's, she is killing, she's killing the top. It's a Mother's Day present to myself. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. To me. To you. With my rent money. <laughs> you look gorgeous. <laughs> Check out at So Life's a B-Pod on Instagram to see Mama in her glorious new Mother's Day jumper. She's rocking the yellow. So Life's a Bitch. 
I really feel like people are playing it safe with yellow at the minute and just going, we'll have a little bit of mustard, let's keep it nice and tone. And you've just come on and gone, no. No. Fuck you. I'm going full yellow. Full yellow stars. And she's popping, lacking, polka dotting. She looks fabulous. She's looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot right now. <laughs> so we will continue. So when I did rent out your uterus, mm-hmm. you were 19. I was. So you were a young mum, and I can imagine, I don't want to say back then, but the times do change. In the last century. Yeah. Or two. How long's a century? A hundred years. Oh. What's, what's... How old are you? What's a ten... Two hundred and ten years? A decade. A decade. Wow. <laughs> Every day's a school day. Fuck, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> fuck's sake i generally thought you were talking about the past 10 years and i was like well two and a half so what was it like being 19 and pregnant and you also look you always said to me that you felt like you looked a lot younger Mm. as well which didn't help with certain stigmas and things like that because you felt like you you looked almost like a 16 year old who was pregnant yeah well yeah, it wasn't easy. Obviously, it was scary to find out that you're pregnant at such a young age. I was working full time. I was with my, working for my parents. I had to just telling them I was pregnant at 19 was hard. Yeah. Hard for me, hard for them. Yeah. Because, you know, that's not what they had in, in their plan for me. You know, I was supposed to be going off to uni and traveling the world and doing this, that and the other. But no, it was straightforward. I was I was keeping this baby. The rest of it, I'd have to figure out myself at some point but that was but your there was instant an, yeah there was never there was never hesitation really it was just everything else and everyone and everyone people's attitudes people's perception of a 19 year old pregnant you know when the midwife first came around she was asking me if I needed extra support as as a teenager and I was like but I'm very nearly 20 yeah I work full-time I'm not stupid I don't think I need extra support I just need the normal and the to, normal yeah. care that you would give any woman. Um, I'm not a special case. I've got any additional needs other than the fact I'm just young. Yeah, and actually being 19, it's it's that awkward crossover because yes, you're a teenager, but you're also an adult. Yeah. You're a 19-year-old adult. And like you said, you were nearly 20. And what, just because you were going to be 20 in a few months and the word teen disappears, does that suddenly mean you're capable of looking after? Yeah, I think it's a very different from being 13. But yeah, to being 19. exactly. You know, so um, for her to make those presumptions mm, from the outset probably set the tone for your pregnancy. Pretty much, yeah. Feeling like I was always having to almost justify myself to everybody. Yeah. You know, yes, I'm young, but you know, I'm an intelligent woman. I've made, you know, I have thought all this through. Yeah, it's not ideal living with your parents, but we made it work. You certainly did. Well, we we, we certainly did. We did. So you had a baby at twenty. Mm-hmm. You'd been twenty for a few months. Four or five months? I'm just guessing. I'm not even thinking about it. In my well, when's your birthday and when's mine? Your birthday's in June. And when were you born? January. There we go. Do the math. She's got her fingers going. Oh my God. June. Do we take your socks off? July, August, September, October, mm-hmm. November, December, January. Six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I can see Phil. I can see Phil running around. Oh, I hope he's had his breakfast. Phil is our resident peacock. <laughs> <laughs> What is he now? <laughs> what is he? <laughs> oh yeah, because you know people say that you sound really posh. Oh yeah, so we have peacocks <laughs> running around the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody what is Phil? <laughs> She's just lich. She's holding on to her eyelashes in case they ping off with the tears. He's a pheasant. He's <laughs> a pheasant. Yes. It's not a peacock. <laughs> <It's> not a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> she's crying how's phil's big tail looking phil's a pheasant <laughs> we don't have roman peacocks we do not have peacocks we've got five mad chickens and uh phil has adopted us oh, I, I hope you i hope you leave that in that's hilarious oh i think i have to <laughs> phil has a wife look i can't see oh he's chasing around the tree they're going oh. round and round oh is that another bird we have to feed now Maybe. If they start courting. What should we call her? Philomena? I knew you were gonna say Philomena. Philip Oh Oh Oh, oh he no he's he's pissed her off. Was that her? Yeah, she's flown off. Oh Phil. 
What have I told you? Philippe. Oh, he's he's trying to pretend like he's trying to play it cool. Trust dial out. He's just been. He's just been fucking dumped. She'll be back. She always comes back. <laughs> I sit at this desk, looking out the window, watching this love story blossom <laughs> every day. She always comes back. Oh, She'll never learn. <laughs> I know how she feels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dear. So life's a bitch. <laughs> so life's a bitch. So life's a bitch. So you had your baby. I did. And you were very quickly a single mum. Yep. At 20. Mm-hmm. And you were living at home. Yeah. But you were still working. Yeah, only had three months maternity leave. What? Only three months? Mm. And I worked right up until Christmas and you were born in the new year. Yeah. So I worked right up to Christmas, so I had more time afterwards. But yeah, three months. That is not a long time. Wait, what did you do with a three-month-old? Straight into nursery. Really? Yeah, I worked full-time. It was horrible. Bless you. It's like leaving a newborn baby. I bet that was hell for you. Yeah, it was horrible. But yeah, three months. That is nothing. That was normal. Now girls get like a year off. Yeah. Fuck that. It's way too long. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, well, someone take this off me. <laughs> so yeah, three months, straight back to work full time. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I could have done it if it wasn't for my parents. Yes. My brother, who would have been what, sixteen, seventeen? I think seventeen because there's 18, that photo. Fo- no, no, sixteen. Oh, really? Yeah. I must have been like almost two then in that photo. Of, you know of him on his eighteenth birthday. Yeah. Oh, but he was brilliant. He, you know, for a sixteen-year-old lad. Yeah. He's not going to want anything to do with a baby. He loved you. He did. And then just from caring for you, just tormented you. Yeah. He loved me so much loved until he <laughs> got to know me properly. Toucan. Do you remember that toucan? Oh my gosh, you've just unlocked a memory. Explain the toucan, please. It was like a hand puppet. And when you put the she's, mouth, shut the mouth. The, do, can you hear her doing a... Can you hear that? That's probably really bloody annoying. Sorry. Yeah. It had a horrible squeak in it. And he would wait until you'd be sat really calm. Probably maybe, you know, having a story before bed or what have you. And then all of a sudden this toucan would appear out of nowhere... <laughs> You'd scream, and then it would attack you. Nice. Yeah. And there'd be tears and <laughs> laughter and just all the emotions. Yeah, that bloody toucan. And then he'd leave and you would have to do it. Yeah, I'll just I'll mop all this up. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. And I had amazing friends. My group of friends, even though they were all at uni, but when they came yeah. back, well, yeah, they were really supportive. So, yeah, everyone was really great. You know, like my girlfriend's mums and things. Just Yeah. Yeah. Well, how lucky are you to have had an incredibly supportive family unit? Mm-hmm. Because oh, I don't know, how, I don't know how I could have done it if I was in a flat on my own. Yeah, you know, with no one. At least I could put you to bed, come downstairs, sit and have dinner with my mum and dad and my yeah, brother. Yeah, massively. Or you know, put you to bed and then go out. You know, I still managed to have a bit of a social life. I was only twenty. Yeah. Um, but but I made sure you were in bed and I was. It does drive me crazy though when people are like, "Oh, look at her out." She's got a baby. It's like, sorry, I I don't think your life is supposed to just stop when you have a baby. I think you I are allowed it. to enjoy yourself, have a social life. I think life. having a baby is probably the hardest job in the world. I know there might be brain surgeons listening. Do you reckon any brain surgeons listen to this? I think a lot of brain surgeons <laughs> listen to all the surgeons. So all of the surgeons. All the surgeons. <laughs> so they might disagree, Perhaps. but I doubt it. Having a baby is hard, man. And you always said to me, not like I missed you, you didn't go out for weekends away. You God, no, couldn't afford it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you always said you would work and then you would do the whole, you would do bath time, yeah. story time, yeah. feeding, mm-hmm. coming to bed. And it wasn't until I was fast asleep. I was running out the door. That you would, <laughs> <laughs> that you would leg it to the butter market or where, wherever you kids used to Park go. Lane. Park Lane, sorry, Park mm. Lane. Butter market was over twenty five, so I was way too young for that. Was it? Yeah. No way. Mm. It certainly isn't anymore. <laughs> Phil's girlfriend is back. I told you, she cannot get enough. Not um, Phil the peacock. <laughs> stop it! I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to move on from that moment. <laughs> Won't let you. Oh, I'm fucked. I am really fucked. But yeah, and then you would be back in time for me to wake up. And obviously having a hangover doesn't exist when you're a mum. You just simply have to... Yeah, suck it up. Can suck it up <clears throat> and keep keep being a mum. Yeah. And yeah. yeah but you... I think at 19 as well, though, I 
I could just, I could work full time, be up in the night with night feeds and go out and still have loads of energy because I was like so bloody young. That is true. That is very true. I don't think I could do it now. Well, I couldn't. (laughs) Well, you're hanging over the last three days now. I know. It is. Wait till you're my age. Brutal. No thanks. (laughs) Rude. Rude. It drives me mad that you even had to go through any of those negative kind of stigmas from what people whose opinions are so fucking irrelevant in the first place you had your family unit you had your incredible bubble you were smashing it so yeah i always always remember and i keep going back to midwives but i think they made an impact whether positive or negative on me when i had you that well back in the day you used to get like parent parenting it's called parent craft right free classes you don't get them anymore unless you're rich and you can pay for them because of cart um where they literally talk through labor options for pain relief blah blah blah, breastfeeding what have you what have you and i it was i think it was like thursday night or what have you and my mum used to come with me yeah because it was open for couples and obviously i didn't you know i didn't have a partner so my mum came and one one time the midwife went oh where's where's that young girl that always comes with her mum everybody that was in a couple obviously they were all in couples all a lot older than me all turned around and it's like oh there she is sat at the back with her mum oh bless her oh and just completely outed you and degraded you in front of a room full of people who had a partner yeah who's to say that all those partners are all happy you know what i mean exactly you know i was i was there with my mum because she was the best person to be there with me at the time absolutely she was my rock she was my birth partner she was there when you were born you know absolutely and happy uh, mother's day to my mom yes nanny yes nanny mommy yes queen (laughs) (laughs) but yeah who's to say that being in a couple means that it's you're going to be the safest place for for that woman at that time in pregnancy and the baby you know? it, it just exactly it's a really dangerous assumption to make yeah don't assume that my child's not going to be any better off than yours you know what I mean just because I look young you know yeah exactly because you've turned out all right mm. I only dropped you on your head a few times no I didn't I never dropped you on your head you never dropped me not by accident. <laughs> Not by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Only on purpose. Yes. You asked for it. No, never. Amazing. Jokes. Amazing. So life's a bitch. You weren't a single mother for very long, though. No, I wasn't. Even though that was your plan. I didn't think you were planning on meeting anyone. Of course not. And also, I remember thinking, well, working full time and being a mum is enough. And what 20-something-year-old lad is gonna want this you know this woman lady girl girl woman lady girl yeah <laughs> woman lady boy there's <laughs> only one way to find out <laughs> strip no um yeah i remember thinking who's gonna want this package you know yeah baggage even yeah especially a 20 20 something year old fella no so didn't even cross my mind that I could meet somebody. No. Certainly not. I, I thought it'd be years down the line. Yeah. And you were yeah. very much ready to just continue bossing life as a single parent. Yeah, for sure. And then my man. Your man. My man showed up. Your man's. Tell us about your man's. My man's met him Christmas 99. So you were coming up for your second birthday. Yeah. I knew him from school. Didn't know him very well. What, what was your dynamic in school when the two of you were in school? What, you want me to say that he was this, in the year below me? Because he loves that. No, I was not going to say that, <laughs> no. but you've you've gone and said it. I'm three months older, but it turns out that's a whole school year, so he just takes it as a year old. That, yeah. Of course he does. I'm a cradle snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you yes, met him... he was home for... he just finished uni, actually, but was still living... Dan Seth. Dan Seth. I knew a lot of his circle of home friends. Um, you kind of were in the same group. We were in the same group, but he wasn't a part of it because he didn't come home from uni very often because it was so far away. Yeah. And he came home that Christmas, one date, then turned into a little little trip, you, me and him. Thank you. Went to Barmouth. In the tractor? In the tractor. I think he was hoping to go on holiday with a bunch of mates, like go off to... Shagaloof. Yeah. But instead, he ended up in a caravan with you and me. 
gutted. <laughs> hey, he stayed. He stayed. He did. How many years later? So your first date went well. Your second date was a trip away. And your third date was the conception of your son. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't taking it slow. <laughs> It was love at first sight. <laughs> it was. Which obviously means... We keeping you. <laughs> baby number two. So yeah, your brother came on quite quick. Which wasn't planned, but no, this, no. none of this was planned, was it? This all just happened and fell into perfect place almost. Yeah. And I make it sound quite romantic. And it was. But I'm not going to lie and say it's not hard to be 21 with two kids. No. You know, your dad was trying to climb, you know, or get on his career ladder. Yeah. I still didn't know what I was, well, I suppose I was just being a mum to uh, you didn't. Even, I'm sure you kids. didn't even have time to think, what do I really want to do? It's like, no, no, let's just get through this day. Exactly, yeah, day by day. But, yeah, we had no money, we didn't have holidays, you know. It was hard, but we were always, we've always just laughed through everything, me and him. Yeah. We make each other laugh, and that's the that's the biggest thing. I mean, absolutely. He, it, it happened very naturally. The relationship between him and I. Obviously, when my little brother came along, I was still only two, two and a half years old. Yeah. Well, you called him by his first name until your brother came along. Yeah, and and then it just organically just became he became daddy, yeah. dad. Um, and then I actually lost the memory of my early memories of him not being there mm. um and you, you guys let me kind of keep that for it for a while until I was old enough and then you actually did have to sit me down and remind me that, um that actually he wasn't my biological father which was news to me yeah I thought I'd done a better job of keeping that open but obviously I didn't no but then, but then I, was I can't it because it was so organically I can't blame you though for wanting to live in this kind of harmony because it was the the four of us together is is just magic and the relationship that I have with my dad yeah it is it's it's so pure it's so organic we are the same person we have the same mannerisms we talk the same we walk the same we laugh about the same things Mm -hmm. we go on holiday and people go oh my god look your daughter shows just like you you know and the nature of this this nurture debate is one that I find fascinating and always will. You did the right thing to tell me when I got to that right age. And I do think you really did hit the sweet spot with the age. It was, uh, you know, yeah, it was a good time. Well, gosh, it's, um, you know, you must hear this with people who maybe have adopted or, yes. you know, or have similar situations to mine where it's like, can't be too young or won't understand can't be too old or it's the you've lied to me my whole life yeah but then i've always tried to be completely honest with you about everything so everything i think i did regret that it felt like i had kept this stuff from you but do you need to have something shoved in your face every five minutes that the the man the father figure in your life there isn't any, you know, there's no blood relationship. It's it's irrelevant that there's not a blood blood relationship, you know. It is. It's People say that, but is it blood's, blood's thicker, thicker than, than water? water? Well, for one, the only thing that pumps through your veins is strong bone. <laughs> 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 no, it is. It's it's crazy. Um, I I don't think it's it matters at all. I know people who aren't close with their biological family. And obviously, there's always conflict. God, you was a teenager. That was fun. I think I think anyone <laughs> is a teenager. How would you describe me as a teenager? Twat. Oh, I thought she was gonna. I thought she was gonna drop the seed bomb. No, I'm saving that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, I just I I honestly think that you that you really hit the sweet spot with when and how you you guys fucking aced it, and all that happened was my respect for my dad increased more than I thought it ever could and our relationship grew closer and closer and it is something that we only speak about in situations such as this one which is when we're telling stories or yeah because it's not it's not relevant are we we all just forget yeah for sure just forget like you know the, the relationship between you and your brother you know someone could describe you guys as half siblings 
Mm. I wouldn't recommend it. It doesn't go down well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you were raised as siblings and you, you, yes, you both know you're different, but lots of siblings are different, you know? Look, my friend's kids, you have three or four kids and they're all completely different. Yeah. That's how you and your brother work is that you're so different. I think all four of us are different in all the right ways and the, the same in all the right ways as well. Yeah, the Just, twisted sense of humour, like, <laughs> runs through all of us. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. But no, um, we can't we can't praise our man anymore, really, because like you said previous, what fucking 20-year-old... I know, right? ...decides to take on... Well, we always say, he fell in love with me... Yeah. But he fell in love with you on the same day. Yeah. And it had to be that way. It can't be like, oh, she's all right, you know, oh, the bloody kid in tow. It couldn't have been like that when you were so little. It wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have it was worked. All, it it wouldn't have been organic. It was all or nothing. Absolutely. 22 years later. She got it all. Because <laughs> they have heard, heard a song about that. Whoa. At the borders official. <laughs> Think you got it all. <laughs> if you would like us to promote your stuff, <laughs> I promise I'll never sing again. So life's a bitch. Our beverageinis have been topped up. I was just saying nice things about my husband, so I had to go and give him a little kiss. Oh, I love that. Dad yeah. is downstairs enjoying the freedom <laughs> so i think it's probably time that we talk about the other members of our lovely family oh god chickens chickens oh fuck it go on name your chicken lindsay lohan mm-hmm. we have um Egan markle mm-hmm. she's a light sussex uh, we have Teresa lay we have uh kylie and kendall henna mm-hmm yeah. And Phil the Peacock. Fuck off. <laughs> and a shout out to the ones we've lost. Chicky Minaj. Henneth um, Paltrow. Chikira. And what was the other one? The one that saw her ass and fucked off. Oh. we got the new ones. Oh, um, that was... Oh, my God. Oh, shit, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Fuck. That's oh, really annoying. Rest in peace, chicken. Yeah. We're assuming you're dead. Or she just went to the big city. <laughs> in a Disney movie, she would have gone to a big city. Yeah. But in reality, she would have made it halfway down the drive and been killed by a fox. Because life's a bitch. Because <laughs> life's a bitch. <laughs> but no, I was not talking about Ugh. your lovely ladies. My ladies. I was talking about... Blake and Bo. The banes of my life. <laughs> we do love them very mm-hmm. much. But we do have two very naughty dogs. Privileged. So let's begin telling the Blake and Bo story. So I guess it starts when my brother and I learned how to speak and we began begging for a dog. Mm-hmm. My dad is allergic to dogs, mm-hmm. so quite naturally said, go fuck yourself. I don't think he said that to you when you were little. Oh, no, I mean, like... No. Yeah, he said no. no. Um, And then... (laughs) A dog would kill me. And I said... But please! (laughs) (laughs) But it's so fluffy, and I wanted. (laughs) He he describes it as he was Mm guilt-tripped. I just remember just wanting wanting a dog. I don't think I knew what guilt-tripping was, unless I was just a master manipulator from a young age. Was this one of the ones where I said I was going to... I wanted another baby? I've done that a few times. What happened the first time you said, I want another baby? Got a car. Second time? A diamond ring. Third time? Dogs, was it? Has there been another one in between? I think there was, I think it was house. Oh, I've got a house. Then dogs. Mm-hmm. Then house again. Oh, okay. And there's been about three cars also. No, well, I'm quite good at it then, aren't I? Well, he's just a bit slow to cotton on. Too old now. <laughs> I can't play that <laughs> <Doesn't>, one. <laughs> yeah, gutted. I want a baby. Uh... Good, yeah. yeah, good luck ask, with that. Ask your ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> you old bitch. <laughs> this one making out like she ain't fucking 44. Oh, we, they can do maths. Rude. You've, you're young as fuck, honestly. Mm-hmm. Going back to that, the wanting another baby, you never 
got the chance to try for a baby with your husband when you think about it no like you never got to have that sit down oh are we ready shall we try and then the fun of trying and yeah i've never peed on a stick and gone woohoo yeah (laughs) (laughs) which that that's and that's something that you did kind of yearn for yeah and we did talk about it but and i think at one point we were even thinking about trying or half-hearted to try i think yeah talked about it talked a good talk and you say that you, you went to try and you thought he put elastic band on. <laughs> he did something. I don't know what he did. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think it's quite natural to crave that sense of, well, like you said, peeing on a stick and being happy about it and trying and planning and actually having an experience that wasn't filled with, listen, we're not going to pretend that it was all glorious. It was stressful. Mm-hmm. You were nervous about telling friends and family. For sure. It was a stressful time. It wasn't just excitement and people really do glorify, you know, like pregnancy announcements. Oh, and, the, um, and the, it's all the, the rave. With the, fart, the, the sharting the one. best. It wasn't a shart. <laughs> was it not? Someone, the shart pink. No, someone, <laughs> someone put the pow- blue powder on their, in their bum farted and it puffed up blue oh, power funny if it was a shot and every and everyone clapped it's one of the funniest things it wasn't a shot <laughs> you shot blue and it hits a wall and says it's a boy oh my god <laughs> but no there's obviously there's the glamorous uh, romantic side of here's my scam picture here's yeah. this here's that but when you get a positive pregnancy test but you and you know you're going to keep the baby but you've you've almost got to justify yourself which is fucking ridiculous by the way but it's almost like because you were so little and i was pregnant again it's like oh double bug if you had a double buggy syndrome and stuff no yeah when you have a baby and then you have another one quite quickly after before yet before you know it you've got a couple of kids and you're a single parent and blah, blah 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 but it's like well for one that wasn't the case because I was more than, even though your brother came along very quickly. My baby. I was very confident and secure in my very new relationship, but but it might not have worked. And I might have ended up being a single mum of two, but I made my decision. And yeah, do I have, should I have had to justify myself? No. But you do. Yeah. And you, you can't do, help it. Because you, you're assuming that's what people, people want to know that. People need to get fucked. Oh, yeah, get fucked. Look at me, 22 years later. Exactly. Exactly. Or 24 years. How old are you? 24. Uh, yeah. I did tell someone I was like 20 the other day, though. You do lie. You say something No, I don't every time. mean it. You said you were 25 the other day. I was like, where I the fuck is that year I don't know. That was... That, that came out so naturally. That rolled off the tongue. 20 fucking five. Give I me know, a... I know, but you put a year on yourself. You put a year on me, so don't fucking do that. I... I you know what? I apologise for that. You're, Bang. you're welcome bang out of order yeah so one of the times when mum was feeling a bit broody coincided with dad giving in is the only way to describe yeah the dogs leave me the fuck alone yeah he just gave in i'm not sure whose idea it was to get two at the same time <laughs> though that now we talk about me never no regrets no regrets mm. getting two dogs especially two big loud boisterous gun dogs mm. from the same, same litter, litter at the same, at the same time. time don't ever do it people i can take the blame for getting a dog but you guys actually surprised us with we are getting not one but two dogs it was the best day of my fucking life it was the best day of my life but I'm going to ask you this. Don't ask. What? Why? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you why. <laughs> I don't know. Um, is this true? Or have I made this up? What? Did you say to me once that you wanted to get two dogs because you thought that it would be unfair because getting one, it would be sad and lonely? Yeah. Did you guilt trip yourself into getting two dogs? Yes, I think I did. You must have been really broody. I must have been really... Hormonal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, get for that for that, that whole fucking ten year period. Or yeah. Whatever. So, well, so 
basically having two dogs is wonderful but when you get two dogs at the same time and they're the exact same age it is I'm not going to say it's impossible to train them because if you put every hour of every day into it I'm sure you definitely could we if you put in every hour of every day into anything you'd, you'd be good at it absolutely like jogging <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> personal fucking attack we did not have every hour of every day mum and dad were both working full time beef and i were kids we were at secondary school you just called your brother beef my brother is beef yeah he's a you um, haven't covered what i call you have you called no you haven't even said my name on the podcast have you no I'm um, so scared of saying someone's name that I won't even say. You know, she's already name dropped like three times. So I'm just gonna edit it out. Um, ah, I'm so scared <laughs> I'm gonna get sued. Well, you can say our names. Um, so everyone calls me Tank. If you're related to me, it's really weird. So yeah, obviously it's... my name's Taylor. Yeah. On the podcast, I refer to myself as Tay, which is what a lot of my close friends call me. But anyone who is related to me or know me from being a family friend, Yeah, I am Tink. Tink. I was born Tink, Tinker Taylor, so I just say Yeah. I am Tink. My brother, um, Ethan, or Eth, was, well, he was a beefcake. Yes. He was a chubby. He was a chubby. If you, if you know him now, and you, or you see him now. He was a fucking gorgeous model now. But, <laughs> but he used to have lots of chins. He used to have... All the chins. All, a lot of chins, yeah. He looked like a little Michelin man. Very <laughs> cute. And beef also rhymes with Eve, so it just happened really naturally. Yeah. It doesn't really work now that he's a vegetarian, but he's still, <laughs> he's still beef. I actually enjoy the lifelong irony of that. <laughs> beef, beef, beef. But I, I can't call him anything. I can't call him anything else. And he, he would never call me Taylor. No, it's Tink. None of you would ever call no, me Taylor. No, if I ever call you Taylor, you think you're in trouble. It freaks me out. Because in my entire 24 years, Taylor means she gone fucked up. <laughs> she in trouble. Shit's about to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. So, Taylor! Yeah. I've completely lost my train of thought now. Well, we're still talking about them damn mutts. And them damn mutts. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. it we love them. They are mm-hmm. part of... <laughs> they are... Uh, part of our family there is six of us yes we... but we have a black dog that thinks it's the head of the fucking table i think we just need to yeah she does <laughs> i don't know where she gets that from i have no idea the dirty <laughs> looks that dog gives you i don't know how i taught a dog to roll her eyes but you did but i did it successfully it's actually quite funny because my hillary dad fluff. hillary fluff i've just remembered that was the name Rest of the chicken peace. that went to the big city See ya, Hillary. <laughs> I'm gonna be a star. <laughs> <laughs> Off you fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Hillary fucking fluff. <clears throat> enough is enough. I got two. I bought two pretty white chickens. She packed her bag and fucked off. Yeah. In it, mum. <laughs> mum started by rescuing battery hens, and she was like, "Good deed done." And then she became obsessed and started buying designer hens. I want ones with feathers. <laughs> I want the pretty ones. <laughs> Funny. So now we've got grey and white ones to match the interior of my house. We do. We have fucking chickens <laughs> to match the interior of our house. We have peacocks. <laughs> chilling <laughs> yes that swim on the moat they're on the moat the no. surrounds the peacocks don't swim that's swans i don't think they swim i think they just float hmm? peacocks swans <laughs> they paddle hmm. oh and she's doing the thing with her hands now she's paddling <laughs> like so life's a bitch <laughs> so life's a bitch So I really wanted to talk about something that I don't think is spoken about very often. Empty nest syndrome. Now, as a younger parent, it got to the point where you had been a mother for longer than you hadn't. Mm -hmm. It was to you, your purpose in life. And obviously the time came where I went off to uni Mm. and kind of simultaneously Beef started preparing to go off to uni and that coincided with the loss of someone extremely close to us and it was our first kind of major major loss yeah lose a nanny at such a young age and it all just got a bit much for you didn't it 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's weird. You know, you go through those stages where obviously we were the only ones to have kids for a long time. So people would always come to our house because our kids were in bed and, we, you know, our house was always party central. And then as your friends start getting married and having children, you're like, oh, here comes the babies, the sleepless nights. We've already been there, done that. And you're like, yeah, all your friends have got more money because they've waited and what have you. But we've done all our hard work and, you know, feeling a bit smug. But it's like, you know, oh, you've got teenagers, you know, then you really need to look after them. Start to feed them. But, you know, and then <laughs> and then it's, um, yeah, you know, it's going to happen that they're going to go off to uni or move out or what, whichever direction your, your kids are going to take. But even though I knew it was coming, it hit me so hard. I just fell into a massive sort of depression, but was it clinical depression? I just I just got blindsided, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And we had a big event in the garden. Do you remember? We did a ladies' day. Yes. Raise money for the hospice that so beautifully cared for my mother-in-law. What hospice was that, sorry? Seven hospice. Seven hospice. Seven hospice. Absolutely amazing job. Incredible. So we actually made lots of, made over 500 pounds, didn't we, that day? Yeah. Because of my, our amazing friends. And I just... I don't know it was after it was like the next day it just hit me that I'm gonna be in this house and this is my dream house Uh, you know my husband got to a point in his career where he's away a lot and I'm like I've finally achieved all this I've wanted you know my little house in the country and dogs and chickens and you know successful children that are gonna go off and do their thing and I'm like I'm gonna be stuck here on my own so what's it all for and what am I for yeah and you have to think, at the time, I was a registered midwife. Yeah. So I had a very fulfilling, well, on paper, it should be a really fulfilling job, career. And I was like, that's not enough. Like you, say, you said, didn't you? I was 40, so, or 41, 42, 41. 41. So I had been a mum for longer than I'd, than I'd not. Yeah. And it's like, what, basically, what the fuck? What am I doing here? What am I, yeah, what use am I? And you just reached a point of 10, nearly 11 years in midwifery at this point. And I think that was coming to its natural end at the same time. And it just hit you so hard. All these... Well, I think it was the thing of, I'm going to come home. I'm going to do 12-hour night shifts. Really hard. Really busy water I was on at the time. Hard, really hard, stressful work. Obviously, hands, you know high five to all my my friends are still still practicing all the wazzers and the amazing people and friends I've met along the time but I was like can I really do a 12-hour night shift and come home to an empty house what's it all for yeah I was so basically yeah I had major major mental health issues for a a good while it was a couple of years wasn't it yeah it took you to yeah and I'd never had any mental health issues yeah And it's the fucking worst. There's no battle, like the battle with your own mind and depression and anxieties. Yeah, but no matter how much counselling you can get, you can't make your kids little again and need you again, you know? So what's my focus? What's my future? I still don't know. But that's... But but, but I can see it as exciting a bit now, whereas before... It was, and it was just petrifying for you. It was just bleak. It was just bleak. And it, it's not actually about your future or what you're doing. It's all about your mindset. And that's why now you can see it as exciting and before you couldn't. Yeah, and I think I've learned to let, let you guys go a bit as well. Even yeah. though I let you go and you still fucking came back. But, you know. Surprise, <laughs> Still here. Surprise, motherfuckers. Pandemic. Motherfucker. <laughs> fucking finished years ago. Yeah, in my defence, the pandemic finished years ago. <laughs> She's full of it. In my defence, I popped back to see through the lockdown. BJ said it was going to be a couple of weeks. Boris lied. Boris fucking liar. Fuck the government and fuck Boris E. Stop with the politics. Stormzy, man. Stormzy, innit? What are you doing? <laughs> in it. Rapping, innit? <laughs> Go on. What? Give us your best Stormzy line. No. Do you know any? Yes. Go on, say it. No. Do it. You way too big for your boots. <laughs> I'm way too old and white for that shit. Come on. Oh, I screamed into the mic then. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn that down. So life's a bitch. So you started therapy. Mm-hmm. 
which is a really scary thing to do. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah, especially when the first person I um, turned up to said, oh, your kids are leaving home. You need a hobby. Yeah. Get fucked, bitch. And you're like, Um, if I start knitting... I'm going to stab you in the eyes with my knit needles. (laughs) She had that ready to go. (laughs) No, that just came to me. Why would I have that ready to go? No. A knitting needle. I don't know. (laughs) Anecdote. I don't know. Just found that in my back pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just... To feel belittled by a medical professional, unfortunately, is an experience <laughs> that I believe most of us have had. Uh-huh. Yeah. Someone that you've gone to for help. It, it sucks. I remember. Do you remember the first time we went to the GP? Oh, my God. For my insomnia, paranoia. Nearly punched the old twat. He was... Vile. So horrible. So nasty. But he wasn't listening to us. No, he was... He wasn't, wasn't listening to you. All he wanted to do was hand me this one leaflet. Yeah. And I was going, yes, but, yes, and. I just wanted to tell him how horrendous I was feeling. And he just wanted to talk to me about taking no, he said sleeping you were, pills. Yeah, you, he, he was like, your anxiety is because you're an insomniac. You were like, no, I'm, no, I'm an insomniac because of my anxiety. Yeah. He was like, no, I just want to give you sleeping tablets and, I was and like, give you a leaflet. But, I'm not, but I have I have panic attacks and I and I have anxiety throughout the entire earlier. day. Yeah, go to bed earlier. He said, "Go Sleep. to bed earlier." Ugh, madness. And yeah. that that made me not go back. When? How many years till I could get you in front of a doctor again after that experience? Two years. That's two years where I could have been receiving some real help. I know, and right? Working on myself. I know. So. We need to try and ignore those negative ass fucking experiences and just keep pushing because the right people and the right help is out there. For me, I did lots of therapy, but mm-hmm. it was actually my antidepressants that changed it all. Yeah. And I'm sure you can agree. For sure. For sure. We pop a lot of pills in this family. <laughs> like a walking, talking fucking pharmacy. Yeah. If we were sponsored by anyone, it'd be sertraline. It really worked. <laughs> it would be sertraline. It would not be grapefruit. Or strongbow. Oh my god, we could definitely yeah, be fuck off, there, fuck yeah. off grapefruit. Yeah, can't. You will not find a lick of grapefruit juice in this house. <laughs> that's an antidepressants <laughs> joke, by the way. Only the lol. Only the really mentally ill will be lolling right now. <laughs> if they can, oh. stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake! If you can't laugh, if you can't laugh. But no, it was it was a really hard time for you. But I think you did so well. You really have. You quit smoking as well, which is amazing. I did. I did. That was hard. That was horrible. That was not enjoyable at all. I went through a literally cold turkey. I can't Even though I was you... vaping, I was. I had stomach cramps. I felt like I was one of the cast from Train Spotting. I was so ill for two weeks. But I did it. You did so well, and you've literally never gone back. No. The odds really drunken. No, but you always used to say to me, I'm not having a drunken cigarette because the second I have it again, I will want it forever. And the. So you didn't, you didn't have a drunken toke or anything for like a year or two. No, I was just one of those horrible anti-smokers that just look, like shake their heads at everyone like... Yeah, she's like dying of like envy. But no, and the... You're wondering why I'm sniffing everyone's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Come here to me. (laughs) You literally, you've had a couple of really drunken, oh, go on then, if the rest of you fuckers. Because in this family, other than the grandparents, everyone will be having a drunken cigarette by the end of the night Mm -hmm. and you you will go all right you'll have one drag and you just go that's disgusting and you've never woken up the next morning and gone but that was delicious let's start again you're completely done your body rejects it you fucking smashed it that was something that you never thought you could do but strong ass motherfuckers achieve incredible things so well done you amen sister and now she just has a vape hanging out of her mouth Child, Child. Off. don't you slag off my vape. I ain't fucking slag. You even you just gave it a day. Look. So life's a bitch. Tell what I go on, blood. Who's killing them in the UK? Anybody gonna say UK? Reluctantly, because the most pressure fuck with me. <laughs> I'll start once said to me, cool down, down. Don't act a fool now, now. I always act a fool. Ow, ow. Ain't nothing new now, now. He crazy, I know what you're thinking. Ryan Beaner, I know what you're drinking. Rap singer. Jane Blinger. Holla at the next trick soon as you're blinking. What's, What's your persona? About this Americana. Rhyme. In my shallow. Go my clothes designer. Huh. Dress smart like a London blow. Before he spoke, he's super soaked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it. 
And he thought you was cute before. Look at this Pico. Tell me he's broke. I know you ain't into all that. <laughs> I heard your lyrics. I feel your spirit. But I'm still talking like cash. Because a lot of wags want to hear it. I'm feeling like Mike and his baddest. But the pips and the gladdest. And I, I know, know they, they love, love it. it. So to hell with all that rubbish. What? <laughs> Fucking shit. Wow. Um, <laughs> whoop, whoop. I think it should just be called the whitest women around town. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of here for it, though. Mm. Um, yeah. So that was not rehearsed. <laughs> Could you tell? Could you tell? Could you tell? So life's a bitch. Continuing on from what we were chatting about earlier, mm-hmm. you obviously had, again, with the irony, you obviously had this empty nest syndrome mm-hmm. and you were struggling and the kids moving out and all of that. And then the fucking pandemic hit yep. and I came back. I know, right? And we've had... Careful what you wish for. Be careful, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad actually did say one day, like, you you could just do with her moving home for... A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of tink therapy. Yeah, but then... Yeah, I had both of you back for the first pandemic, and yeah. it was heaven. It was. I mean, I listen. Two stone arms. Yeah, same, and the rest. I just obviously don't get me wrong. The pandemic was an awful, awful thing. Oh god, yeah, people died. It was horrendous. It was horrific. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna lie and say that our personal experience wasn't a good one. Do I feel sorry for all the people who didn't go on furlough? Yes so so much will i be or was i at the time rubbing other people's noses in it that i was on furlough no absolutely not but i think for me i was well i was actually living with my ex because i couldn't leave my job i was a key holder and i was kind of manning the fort at the time Mm -hmm. so it was really important that i continued doing that he was at school still um at uni he wasn't a (coughs) school child (laughs) Um, the pandemic meant that hospitality closed that's what happened first before even a lockdown was announced it was obviously being teased we kind of had some inkling that some sort of lockdown was going to happen but no one really truly thought it would happen because when has the world ever stood still you know so um, well me and me and your dad were in bed with covid yeah we assume because that sounded quite kinky, didn't it? In bed with COVID. No, we were both dying. <laughs> Sounds like a naughty talk show. In bed with COVID. No, we were really ill. Yeah, you were very unwell. With what we assume was COVID, but there was no testing at the time. And then Bo- Bojo hit us at like five o'clock on a Friday night, wasn't he? That everything was going to shut the next day. Yeah. So obviously everyone, except me and dad, went out and got wankered. But your auntie came... She came to Cambridge and picked me up. Came and, and brought you home, I, yeah. I just put whatever I could in the back of her car. Yeah. And I never, I never went back. And I didn't actually know what I was leaving. I didn't even know when I left my house in Cambridge. Like, is this the last time that I'm ever going to be here? Or am I going to go home for a few weeks and then come and pick up? Yeah, we did did assume that the first lockdown was going to be like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. It was really, really crazy. So I, I was on furlough. I was on furlough. You were on furlough. The <laughs> sun was beaming. It was some sort of heat wave. And mm, thank God for that weather. Yeah, that really did get us through the start. I just I just I don't think that the first lockdown was the one that got us. For us it was like a break. I had just come out of a relationship, so I really mm. needed it. You were thankful for a bit of a break. We both just tried Yeah, I remember at one point you were sunbathing in the garden and you were starting to write some notes down about your miscarriage. Yes. Just for your own personal And that was like, the first time I'd ever put pen to paper about exactly, that. Exactly, which then then turned into your blog, blog. which then turned into into your podcast. So yes. yeah, there's some healing. You took that time to I I took the time and become a professional alchemophrolic like your mother professional alchemophrolic yes years of practice (laughs) finally put to good use but no we we sat in the sun and we drank lots (gasps) do you remember dad's eyeballing us out of the office window unfortunately dad (laughs) um did have to stay at work and he has a home office so poor no i really did feel for him he he was working and he would come in to grab us lunch and we would be two Two bottles in two bottles in browning ourselves outside with we watched every season of say yes to the dress uk and new york (laughs) and yorkshire that's in the uk yeah (laughs) 
I thought you. I thought you were gonna drop it then. <laughs> so life's a cunt <laughs> is what the podcast would be called if I could get away with yeah. it. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was great therapy for you though having me back because obviously you and I are the best of friends and yep. we bounce off each other so well. And yeah, we we didn't realize it was going to be for as long as it has been. So, which is going to make it hard again when I do go but in the same breath it will be nothing compared to before because I think you and I are both so excited for each other mm. and our natural like progression and next steps you know I'm coming out of education for good and I know that I know that I, I said that before I said that last time but I really am done I'm done with being skin yeah I'm finished I'm ready to start in and I'm ready to start my career super super excited you are still exploring trying out new things trying to find your path and your passion project I know right yeah being a midwife isn't just a job well it's just a way of life yeah and it was everything to me at the time you are an incredible midwife and people still stop me in the street and go your mum delivered my first baby she was incredible Mm. I had this exact conversation yesterday in the in the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, and it is sad. It is sad that I can't go back. But it seems to be in the nature of the beast. I bump into um, ex colleagues all the time. I know I started a revolution. All these midwives are leaving because it's <laughs> it's too hard a job. Yeah, um, especially with where I did used to work. That's now under massive investigation. We watched that panorama the other day. Yeah, horrendous. Horrible. Really, really sad um, and really stressful for all of the all of the midwives working there or did work there. Really stressful time. I know, right? And big up to all of you that are still there, that are still grinding away, oh. trying to protect just the NHS women. angels. Not enough recognition and not enough fucking pay. I know, right? To bust your ass and have something so all-consuming, you do not get paid enough. And I absolutely yeah. I, I think you're incredible to have done the 11 years that you did because I couldn't, I could I wouldn't last a day. Yeah. Wouldn't last a single day. Don't give him a clap, just give him a fucking pay rise. Exactly. Yeah. I just, it, I'm so unbelievably proud of you and the... Oh, why? Because you've been through a really, really difficult adjustment that has brought on mental health issues that you've never had to experience before. You've come from being a young single mother who was shamed. You found the love of your life. You never let anything or anyone stop you. You always worked. You always put me first and then you put B first and then you put dad first. You put everyone before yourself. Oh, it's true. So you've grown. You're trying to make me cry. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it's true and it's mother's day so you deserve all the praise and listen you can't spend every day just blowing smoke up people's asses because we have jobs and other things to do so but no look at what you've look at what you've built an incredible family unit a gorgeous home a loving environment and we are so so lucky to have you so thank Aww, you thank you and thank you for coming on the podcast we have been looking forward to this forever I know, right? I've been so nervous. Everyone says that though, and it's nerve-wracking once you think that people listen. And you know what? I still don't believe that people listen. People message me and they go, oh my God, I love the podcast. And I'm like, what? What? It, it blows my mind that people listen. It blows my mind that people love it. And I just want love for the Cardi. Hashtag mom, mom, Mother's Day Cardi. Mother's Day Cardi will not be trending. <laughs> but if you do want to check out mum in her Cardi. Yeah. At So Life's a B Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Go to do and that. look at it. It's yum. It is is y- yum. <laughs> yum. Yum. It really is. It's very yum. And you've been amazing. So happy Mother's Day. Oh, thank you. And happy Mother's cheers. Day. We're gonna do an absolute cheers. Do cheers, a little clink. Baby. Love you. Doesn't really. It doesn't clink when it's a kind of strong you. <laughs> clink. clink. <laughs> I would put a sound effect in there, but I don't think I have the ability. You just don't care. Mm-mm. No, I don't oh, care. Love you. Happy Mother's Day to all those, just all the incredible women that support everyone. Yeah. Love you all. You are what makes the world go round. 
Exactly. Who, who runs the world? Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done a full 360. <laughs> perfecto. Perfecto. Well, yeah, as always, guys, please don't forget to share and tell your friends and leave a review if you can, because that means all the world to me. And let me know. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> yeah let me know if you're listening let me know if there's anything that i could be doing better let me know if there's anything that i should be doing more of you guys are incredible it's at so life to be pod on socials and yeah you're incredible rate you're the best cardi. rate the cardi <laughs> any questions for any of the guests or any questions for me to kind of discuss or answer or any stories or anything so life to be pod at gmail.com i love hearing from you is amazing mum and i are gonna go and watch just so much fucking housewives yes like pizza an unhealthy amount of housewives but yeah mum you've been incredible oh, i've loved every you. second thank you so can i sing us out yes so life's a bitch isn't she just <laughs> until next time bye bye, bye. So life's a bitch